hey, hey, and welcome to Insurance Town. I'm the Mayor Heath Sheeran and the host of this podcast. If you're an independent agent who's struggling to get contracts and appointments with carriers, or maybe you're struggling to balance multiple carrier relationships because of high production and volume requirements. Well, I'm here to tell you smart choice is the answer for you. They're an agency network that's not invasive to your agency. They are not going to charge you any fees, nor they charge you any monthly fees. No joining, no monthly. It's beautiful. They only work off commission splits and uh, they help you navigate relationships with your carriers. They negotiate higher commissions, lower production. Uh, They've got 9,000 agencies. It's no wonder that they are the fastest growing agency network in the country. I love working with Smart Choice. Go to smartchoiceagents.com. Also, I want to talk to you about my good friends over at CoverDesk. Andy Priestman and his team over at CoverDesk do such a great job. They help you in so many different ways with the virtual assistants. You know, uh, they help you save time. They help you focus on your clients. And it's a win-win to help you grow your business with highly skilled team of virtual assistants. You immediately eliminate the burden of administrative tasks and lower your overhead costs without sacrificing customer service and support. Go to CoverDesk.com. Tell Andy that I said to you, you'll be so glad that you did. Now, on to today's show, we got my man Jay Weintraub on. This guy comes from outside of our industry, but now he's created the one of the, if not the largest, insured tech convention in the country. And it's, it's an interesting, it's not just built around agents or built around carriers. You're going to see investors at this thing. You're going to see, you know, carriers, you're going to see agents, you're going to see venture capitalists, you're going to see everything there. And there's major deals that happen at this conference. It is uh, incredible. Uh, And I want you to hear more about it. He also comes to us from the lead gen space. He started off his career doing that. So all of you that are all about lead gen, perk your ears up, check it out. Uh, We also talk about the audience of one. We talk about uh, technology as a whole. It's a cool conversation. So... Sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Mr. Jay Weintraub. Jay Weintraub, how you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Man, I love it. I am super excited about having this conversation uh, because I have been a huge fan of InsureTech Connect, and I have a lot of people that ask me, what the hell is InsureTech Connect? What is going on? What is it? And why are you so passionate about it? And I'm excited about getting to go this year so I can actually tell it from a firsthand experience. But before we get into that, I want to take a walk down memory lane with you. I want to hear about you, about growing up in Texas or about, you know, where you got your start in tech, you know, why you're so passionate about it. Just give me a walk down memory lane of who you are and where you come from. All right. How much time do we have, by the way? Okay. As long as you need. There you go. There you go. Well, I, I will. Uh, I will try to condense it. I hear and say so. Yes, I, I grew up in Texas. Uh, is is I have. I do not live in Texas now. I get to call New York City home and have been for the last thirteen years. Uh, people ask me, you know, all the time because uh, you know, like, what's a Texan doing in New York? But that right? I mean, I, I guess I'm still in hunt. I'm still in search for really good barbecue in New York City, and I haven't found it yet. So maybe once I find it, I'll be like, okay. Uh, mission accomplished. But when it comes to, you know, SureTech, our story is I was I was a lead gen guy. You know, when the internet was still called the internet, I was doing a lot of, of lead gen. 
and became really, hey, I don't know that anyone loves doing leads, but I love trying to figure out how to do it well. Started doing some blogging on it. There wasn't really podcasting at the time. And I just, I distinctly remember going to a, a conference and saying, and seeing a bunch of my friends and saying, okay, we're all here, but are you getting any value out of this? Are you getting any value out of this? And they would say to me, no, I'm not getting any value out of this. And because I had done just enough blogging, uh, you know, they all said the same thing to me, which is, why don't you start a show? Start a show for all of us in the online lead gen world. So that, that was both the how I got into events, and it was also what ultimately led me into insurance and doing an event for insurance. Okay. So, you know, let's go into lead gen. Are we talking what any specific industry or just lead gen for any salesperson? What, what was lead gen look like for you? Yeah. So lead gen for me, I would say is it was direct to consumer. You think about, you know, I would always equate it to, you know, that, that, that bowl. When I go to the subway, my dad was a dentist and there was a subway like right next door. And, you know, when I was hanging out there with him, I'd go to the subway and there'd be that drop your business card in, right? Like, what is a drop your business card? Except it's, I didn't know at the time, it's all about collecting leads or what, right? What is a, you know, I'm going to have my name on the little league. You know, what is it? It's, I'm going to join a country club. It's all leads. Well, all of a sudden, you know, there was this thing called the internet. People were spending time on it. They were searching for things. And now it was, wait. I got hand raisers that are saying, yes, I want auto insurance or I want a different degree or I want to lower my mortgage payment. And so, you know, that process of how is intent flow, how, like, where do people go? And ultimately, how does someone that wants to grow their business, like, how can they tap into all these new sort of hand raisers? And that was a new industry in essence. And, and that's really what, when I think of lead gen, it was that shift from you can buy only TV, you can do direct mail, you can do door to door, right? But now there's a whole new channel. And how do I leverage that? So, you know, back, you know, on the interwebs back then, that was your way of, of doing that. And so was that something you did for a long time? Or was that the short state? You said you introduced to insurance and got into insurance tech connect. Yeah, yeah. Well, felt like a long time. So I probably spent, <laughs> uh, you know, I was an internet advertising guy for, you know, call it eight years. Okay. Uh, and, you know, this was 2006, seven was when I had gone to that conference and, and, and right around when Google came around. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, this was Google. Google had, was what, 05, 04? You know, so it's funny, like Google actually was probably out in 2000, 2001, but the, you know, that AdWords piece, the, hey, I can go in, type in an ad, you know, that was just starting to come out and, and be a factor in 2006 and seven, you know, game changing then, but no one really thought about it. And why didn't they think about it? Because if you were an individual, right. okay, I can go buy a keyword, but there was no turnkey way to get a website. There was no way to put in phone number tracking. There was no way that when somebody called that phone number, it was logged automatically for you. You didn't have a way to like have an easy to update website. There was no Shopify type of thing where here's your pretty website. It has forms on it. <laughs> oh, people come to your website. They can fill out a form. Here's an easy way to do auto email. Like, just none of that existed. So that was all what people are trying to figure out is that we knew there were consumers going, hey, I'm over here. And we knew that there were professionals that are saying, hey, I want to talk to them. How do you connect those, you know, sort of like those dots? There you go. So... 
Before we get into InsurTech, because that's a big topic in the insurance industry is lead gen. Uh, still to this day, always will be because, you know, some people say mortgage referrals are the best way to do it. Some people say buying internet leads is the best way. Some people say this, some people, they say that, you know, do you have any, you know, any thoughts on that that you've seen, whether it's from InsurTech Connect days or just lead gen in general, yeah. you know, do you have any advice on that? What are your thoughts? You know, I got, I got, I got lots of advice. Uh, well, yes. no, I got lots of thoughts. I have lots of thoughts. I let's get and, it. And it, and it's funny. Like the what what got into Insure Tech Connect is here. I was running a conference for online lead gen, and I remember some people signing up, and they had Allstate.com in their domain name. And I remember thinking, this is so cool. People who work for Allstate. And I went over and I talked to them. I'm like, so like, what do you do for Allstate? And they're like, well, I, I run an agency. And I was like, kind of confused here. I'm like, so you don't actually employed by all st- like this idea that like what it, I didn't even know what an agency was at, at all. I mean, it's embarrassing, but it's true. And oh, don't even mention P and C. Like, what did that stand for? It was sort of right. like personal yeah. or commercial. Nope, sorry. Uh, right. Oh, don't even mention you know like the, the fact that like independent versus captive. But it really was that because I'm like, why are these agency owners? coming here? Why are they showing up at this show? And it was pretty simple. And it was, we want to grow our book of business and we are interested in, and and that was also so fascinating because you have to be an entrepreneur at the end of the day. I, I will tell you that I, you know, I, I almost hate that word entrepreneur because it, it sort of gets associated with you have to disrupt something or the industry is really big. But, you know, if you're sitting there and you got to figure out from scratch how to add value and how to make money, like that is fascinating to me. And so I was blown away by this group of Allstate agency owners that would kept coming out to the event. I was blown away by other companies that were coming to the event to all grow their business. And so to finally try to answer it, what, what I really learned is that like everything else, it depends. But one of the things it depends on the most is I think the individual. Like there are people, you, we all know people that make a great living by not buying leads, by not spending money on advertising, you know, and, and we all know people that ha- are the exact opposite. So I think part of it is how is one wired? Like, do you have a culture? Do you have a mindset that says, I am okay with high volume at scale? It is more akin to a call center business. And that's not a negative thing, but it is right. you think about how you have to structure your business. It's a very different way of thinking about data, of thinking about conversion rates, of thinking about how you spend your time, of thinking about how you monitor your time and your and your producer's time, then someone that is far more wired for that. Like you said, I have made really great relationships with different mortgage, you know, banks or brokers or lawyers, you know, like I, I'm refinancing right now and I need to rethink my insurance. Yes. So you know what, what did I do? I went to the real estate lawyer and said, who do you recommend? Because I don't actually have an agent, but I know that I wanted one. So I think there's that, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. are your mindset, you know, like, like some people, I think about you. I, are you someone that says, I love new mediums and I'm going to go tackle it? Because we all know people that when Facebook came out, they were early or Twitter came out, they were early or Instagram and, you know, or TikTok. And they like, but you have to be wired to love that stuff. You yeah. can't just do it because someone says to you. All right. As a very long answer, uh, and and I will uh, pause for those, including myself here, to catch a breath. <laughs> well, good. While you're catching a breath, I, I'll do some talking myself then. 
Because again, I do think that, you know, and I've only been in the insurance space, as my listeners know, I'm second generation, I've been around it my whole life. But lead gen is always a topic, whether it's, you know, 2003, when I first came into business or 21, uh, it's always going to be a topic of discussion. Everybody has their own opinions of what, you know, the best way for lead gen is. And whether it's, you know, strict referrals or, you know, buying leads or, or buying dated leads or new leads or uh, expired, whatever. There's always some conversation around lead gen. I think it's fascinating. And I think to each their own, but I definitely do think that um, there's got to be some sort of, you know, activity there. If you're and this happens you, a lot in our industry. If you're way, one you said guys, it. say it again. No, no, you said it. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I think about a spectrum of transactional versus purely relationship driven. And I don't, you know, I don't think there is a right or a wrong one. But if someone is very transactional in nature, right, lead gen is really interesting. Lead gen is super, super fascinating, super fascinating because it is something that can help you be super relationship driven and help you get people who are at a certain part in the funnel. And in that funnel, so you can talk about that thing and you can try to sell them. But if you're truly relationship driven, let's say that you want to be an expert, right? yeah. you wanna find people who are early in their funnel and you wanna rely on your depth of knowledge your product knowledge, you wanna rely on your love of who they are and where they are in their life. And, and so I think like it's very hard because if you're doing one, if you're truly relationship driven, lead gen in the classic sense is going to be super hard because the only way to make it successful is to be really transactional in there. Yeah. And the last piece that I wanted to say to that was it's about doing something consistently. Like think about you, like right? you don't know if anything's going to work or not, but you got to try something and you got to do it frequently enough all the time before it can possibly work. Yeah, you're right. And I think that, um, you know, that activity is where it's at. And there's so many agencies and we talk about it a lot, the old pale, male, and stale that are sitting there with their feet propped up at their desk. They're not active anymore because they are, you know, they've made it. They've arrived. They've got their book. They're going to the country club. They're playing golf. They're hanging out and they're not actively pursuing new business. So I think that, you know, when you talk about lead gen, I think as long as you're doing something daily, like you said, and you're transactional and you're moving the ball forward every day. I think that's when uh, your lead gen makes sense for your agency, whether you're purchasing them or you're building those referral relationships. Um, and so I appreciate you. No, no. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, I do love this topic because customer acquisition, what is a trade show, but a customer acquisition vehicle. It is. It is what a trade show typically is. And the best trade shows are a customer acquisition vehicle that doesn't feel like a customer acquisition vehicle. It's like, right, you go to a show. You don't want to feel like a lead. That's not fun. Right. Right? Right? Instead, you want to feel like you're there to meet the right people, and it, but it happens. And, and so like that's always been in the back of my mind is like, why, why don't I do lead gen today? Because at the end of the day, I love product and I love the th concept of what is a product that's going to draw people in. But I was, what I was thinking about when you were talking about the feet propped up, you know, there's always going to be the equivalent of when, when there was a great real estate store and it was, okay. You know, what is it? You know, you've got your, you, you hung your shingle, let's say with Allstate. Luckily, you know, they do all of the marketing. And so the brand Allstate means something. You picked a great location and people drove up in and they talked to you. And, right. and so like you think about what, how did that transition? All of a sudden it became domain names. Oh, well, when search started happening, if you happened to own the domain name auto insurance, well, then Google started looking for that thing. And that started to become the, 
you know, the new version of your storefront. And then all of a sudden it became less about the, the, that and you think about social and platforms. And, and so again, like there's always this new version of the storefront and it's how do we as people, you know, as, as business owners, like which storefront, you know, which highway is going to lead us to the storefront we want. But it's, it is, it's hard. Like if I was someone that was so used to having a great real, you know, piece of real estate, relying on my company, spending money so that people pull into my parking lot when they needed it. But well, yeah, what happens now when they're not going to get in their car and drive into my parking lot, uh, you know, like on the way home? Yeah, no, and I think, you know, the other thing that you brought up and we've talked about a little bit is, you know, lead gen looks so many different ways to so many different people. And, you know, like you said a minute ago, a lot of people, you know, they may not think about a conference or going to a convention being a, you know, lead generation opportunity. Obviously it is, but it could also look like being just a nice human being at the grocery store. It could be, you know, passing someone, giving them a smile somewhere you know, as you're, you know, in New York walking around, you know, it could mean a lot of things. Lead gen doesn't have to be, you know, traditional buying leads or sending out a postcard. Like I said, I've gotten in my sales career, I've gotten so many deals done, just being nice to someone getting my bananas at the grocery store or picking up grapes or, you know, uh, hamburger meat, whatever it might be. And then they're like, oh, what do you do for a living? You know, stuff like that, you know, so I think that lead gen looks so many different ways. Yeah, yeah. And and I think what you also said though is it's about consistency. And, you know, there is just a like is a, you know, everything is a planting of a seed and nurturing of a seed and 100 percent and like and like if you didn't go to that grocery store and if you weren't nice and if you didn't go to the store enough, you wouldn't run into people. So like it's like you, everyone will find that thing that works for them, but you know, his shotgun is never gonna work in this stuff, you know. Like you gotta be able to listen to the signals and say, this thing. This thing feels like it's me and I'm just going to keep giving it some of my time and my time and my time. And it's hard to know like when to keep going because there's a the little seed is starting to sprout under the ground. And it's hard to know that, well, you know what? I just planted the tomatoes uh, again in the tomato soil. And you can't do that because tomatoes need to be rotated or something. Right? Guys, guess what? We're at a mid-roll ad. I want to talk to you about my friends over at Canopy Connect. They are your one-click solution to getting all of those deck pages you need to quote your prospects. And not only that, now you can get uh, that one-click, that link to send out to your referral partners, to send out to whether it's a lender, a realtor, uh, your mama, <laughs> your your BNI friends, your uh, networking groups, chamber of commerce, wherever you find your networking and your referral partners, you can create them their own customizable link that they can use as well. Those deck pages still come to you on your dashboard. Unbelievable. It's a great product. Uh, they've been with me since the beginning, and I'm a, such a huge fan of Casey, Robert, Tolga, the whole team over there at Canopy Connect. Go to usecanopy.com backslash Heath and check out your discount, get you a demo, do the whole nine. Hey, if anything else, just go check it out. Tell me what you think about my video that I uploaded on uh, the website. That's usecanopy.com backslash Heath. I'd be interested to see what you think. Let's get back to the show. Sure. No, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, so, you know, we spent some time on the, the Legion. So you met Caribou. Um, and now, you know, it sounds to me like you're, you know, at this point, you're an advanced entrepreneur and you're kind of figuring out this whole events thing. And you come to Caribou. And in my interview, if you listen to my interview with Caribou, anybody listening right now on the show, you know, you listen, I got a lot of good feedback from that episode. 
And he says, he came to you and said, we're going to do this with an audience of one being me. We're going to design this whole dang thing around me. And if I like it, then other people will. Which again, we talked earlier off air about just enough ego. I think that's just enough of an egotistical statement, but it worked. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. So uh, you now know, so Legion, Legion Conference Insurance Agencies. Here I am, you know, call it 2012. I'm trying to think about, could I start an event for insurance people? My universe, uh, my audience of one is, you know, that mega agent from Allstate. That's who's in the back of my mind. And so I've been thinking about like, how do I do something for it? Because Lead Gen Conference, good, just leads, but not just insurance. And, and is the answer just insurance and just lead gen? Just insurance and something else? And then I get connected to Caribou and I'm talking about my love of insurance. I'm talking about how I want to do an event for insurance. And that's what he says. I'm sure an event for insurance agents and agencies is probably a good idea but I don't want to go to it. And so I'm going to try to convince you that if, you know, you're going to do an insurance event and, you know, that you should do one, you know, that that's like, that's basically like the, the me, like the one I want to go to and that the one I want to go to is actually a good idea. And, you know, strangely enough, I actually think the audience of one is a very powerful concept because how yeah. many ideas are essentially an audience of one and you know, it, it is. Uh, so like Uber, you think about it, it wasn't, there was no market research that said people were unhappy with it. It was somebody who said, I have a problem. I, I believe there's a better way to solve this and I want to do it. And I don't care if like there is other options that already exist, like, but I'm going to just trust that, that this, if it works for me, is going to appeal to enough other people as well. And, and yes, yeah. like, Caribou is so fun because he he can put on that like ego hat and yet he is one of the nicest, most generous. And that's what makes it so fun is that yeah, to have someone who you know will drop anything to help you at any time and make time for you. It's fun to hear the way they talk about being, you know, having an ego because it's not your, it, yeah, it's all about him, but it's not always all about him. Right. What I loved about it was, and, and I was expecting this big ego because it's caribou honing. But he starts making fun of his bald head and he takes his hat off and shows me like he was just a, a very presentable, like very easy guy to talk to. I enjoyed our conversation immensely. And I've been looking forward to this one as he talked about you on my show with him. But going back to this audience of one, as we continue to travel down your 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 path, uh, I find that fascinating. I'd love to hear your thoughts on, you know, because I really do think it's an interesting concept that a lot of insurance agents need to think about as they're thinking about their potential customer going back to Legion a little bit and they're thinking about you know attracting more customers in the door maybe they find that audience of one maybe they find their best customer or their average customer so to speak and say what can we do better what what does it look like for you what do you need what do you think well i mean how's anyone going to disagree with that statement okay good well then we can stop there i'm just kidding no i just thought you know cuz a lot of people don't do that i didn't do it when i was an agency uh, principal or when i was in the agency world I didn't think about the audience of one. I thought about how can I reach the masses? I got to do, you know, a Facebook poll or I've got to reach out to these 20 people. Or you, This is what is hard because right, it's the thing you gain through maturity, which is through or experience is probably the better one or a combination of the two. Because when you're young, you're not going to know what your, what your audience of one, your average customer is going to be. You're not going to know what that persona that you are better at than anyone else. And it may just be that like, you know, you were telling me off air about how you didn't follow on your dad's advice and only do life. But it may be 
that there is someone out there who is just understands a customer, you know, you hear it all the time, you know, bundle and save. But you think about there, there are, let's pretend, you know, that like you just happen to be really good about when people get married, there's a life decision or they're about to have a baby, there's a life decision, great time for life, or they're about to move and like high stress situation of moving. And, you know, the, and it, it might be that there are these, or they're going from, there's some trigger from one state to a next, or they have kids going off to college or, right? There's all of these life events that mean rethinking one's coverage. And they also aren't just the coverage. The coverage is a byproduct of helping them navigate this time in their, you know, sort of like their life. Or maybe your thing is that you just happen to be really good after storms. And so like I met an insurance agent who, ended up starting a removal, you know, I don't know what to call it, but he like he was down there and has his company now is all about chasing storms and helping people clean up fast because he realized that like that's his thing. And so I think, you know, what happens is we were all going to experiment. We're going to realize that, oh, I love this customer, but I'm either not good at them. I can't get enough of them or I love this customer. They can't make me money. I love I, I, this type of customer. There's a lot of them, but they can't make me money and finding that sweet spot where it's a fit between you and them. That's what takes a lot of time. And that's what takes just, you know, the, the, all those cliches about getting back up to bat and all of those things. Like, you know, the, the hardest part, I think, at least for me, having been, in, in, you know, starting businesses and <clears throat> is it's how do you give yourself enough time? How do you, it's all about runway. You know, think about what happens if, you know, like if you have, if someone gets laid off and, you have to go back to work like tomorrow because you got to put food on the table versus you now have enough money and whether it's a severance package or just you have money and now versus you have time to decide, right? The decision you will make is going to be very, very different. And that is the hardest part is it is trying to put oneself in a position to always give you more time to figure it out and do what's right for you versus feeling the pressure of like having to make a buck today, you'll never, you might do well, but you'll never do as well as, you know, if you are able to feel like you have time to make the right choice. Does yeah. that sense? Hopefully. No, it does. It does. It does for sure. Um, okay. So uh, as we're traveling down uh, your path that you know, I keep, you know, stopping you along the way, but you got in with Caribou, the audience of one, you started this. Um, tell me a little bit more about, you know, uh, from there, what it's looked like. I know your first year was highly successful, but it's even grown more since then. And I want to hear a little bit more, you know, from that. Yeah. I'll tell you, first year broke my heart, broke my heart because I had my friends and the people that I had made friends with, you know, several agencies that said, should I come to this event? I've known you since lead gen days. And I said, no, please don't come. Uh, you won't find any value out of it. It was terrible. I had to tell no to a lot of people uh, because it was true. The audience of one for caribou is go to the highest level here. Like what, if you think about why is insure tech a success, it's literally because you can't define it. It's not like, oh, why is, you know, why is a lead gen show successful? People need customers. That's easy. Insured tech was such a combination of factors where ultimately at the end of the day, I think you had the, the, the board level discussions at these big carriers and, and starting up there at least, who said the way we do business today is 
not going to guarantee success in the future. And and th- I think that was what it what, what it starts with was the biggest companies having those board level discussions. And where it trickles down to is everybody saying the way we're doing it today is not a guarantee for success to tomorrow. And a belief that there is some element of tech enablement that is happening. If we really think about it in the beginning days, it's all the stuff that we all felt coming together at a head. Technology is now in the cloud versus on-prem. You know, it's you know, it is a users expecting business to work like their phones. I want it now, I want it fast, it should be easy, it should be intuitive. It's business owners thinking that their stuff should work well and fast and doing that. And of course, Caribou being a venture capitalist, it was about lots and lots of money going into people who were starting to say, you think about how many of these companies were started because an individual experienced a problem and they said, whoa, this makes no sense. So you had this generation of people that were getting out of school early in their careers had tech experience, they're now buying insurance for the first time. And you have these group of people that are saying, this makes no sense. It has to be different. It should be different. I know it can be different. Take that, combine it with money that is saying, I got money to invest in ideas. I love big industries. Insurance is a big industry. Stir this thing together. And you know, partnerships, disruption, all of it kind of like comes together. Uh, and you see it and you experience it at our show. So uh, and I know we're, we're going to wrap up here in a few minutes, but I do want to hear. So what I keep hearing, and again, I can't wait to experience firsthand. Um, but it's not just your typical conference where you have vendor agent. I mean, you've got venture capitalists there. You, there's money exchanging hands at your conference. I've heard stories of I got a lot of funding from the conference. That's a totally different thing. It blows my mind. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the thing that is, again, part of why we are, we're, we are so thankful, every part insurance, we you know, is both highly regulated, highly complex, and it's massive. So if you think about any particular product, right, whether it's PNC Life, you think about any part of the value chain, yeah. right, from making the product, selling the product, underwriting the product, claims, all of that. I mean, just back-end IT infrastructure, Every single one of these massive buckets, you know, is asking itself this question of how do we do it better? How do we do it better? And so, yes, this is not part of the part of why people actually were doubtful that it could work is because if you're in a PNC, you know, if you're Geico, right, what do you have to do to go into the same conference, you know, as Prudential? You don't usually, but it's your customer at the end of the day, you share a customer and you're going to have to share a way to get better as a company. And so that was what drew people together. And yes, so it is an ecosystem where you are likely to go see the latest in claims automation. You're just as likely to see someone that is trying to build a brand new product for insurance and like on a brand new, you know, sort of like, uh, you know, I would say a risk that no one thought or things that no one did before, like parametric insurance, or I don't know, I'm thinking about this guy in the UK, his company is called Dead Happy. It is the like, who, right? You're like dead happy. What is that? And part of it is, well, well, I want you to, when you die, I want others to be happy. And, you know, the, the, like it's a classic InsurTech story in a way, because five years ago, 10 years ago, if you had an idea to break life insurance product and change how it fundamentally worked, no one would let you, no one would support you. No one would believe that you could have a 
one-year product, that a two-year product, a five-year product, or a product that you could change from five to 10 without whole new underwriting or anything. And, and so, you know, like that is the kind of stuff that, you know, is now being enabled and being allowed. And so you get to just sort of see great ideas. Like, I don't know, one of the more successful insurtechs uh, uh, recently, um, Agent Sync, right? It's like, it's helping, you know, sort of agencies with their regulatory filing. It's just taking stuff that's like, super boring and painful and automating it. So the whole point is like, there's all of this stuff everywhere. And, and there's companies that have an idea like, oh, I'm a cannabis guy. I know cannabis, but I don't know where to get like capacity from. Well, now you're starting to have direct conversations with people that can give you capacity or a fronting company, or how do you make... So, I mean, that's kind of what makes it, I think, the the joy there is that every piece of this value chain of insurance is sort of on display and you and, and you walk away feeling excited. So it isn't, yes, the what makes people come back is they get deals done. But just as I don't want someone to feel like they're a lead when they walk in the door of our show, you know, what 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 they can leave with is excitement about the industry in which they're in. And I, I never want to discount the psychology of feeling, you know, excited about doing what you do, because if you feel excited about problems become things that you find solutions to, they, they don't become obstacles that stand in your way. And so that's, I'm excited for you to see it is what I should also say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm excited about it too. So and I've been telling my audience for several weeks now um, to sign up, go to my link, get their discount, do the whole thing. Um, and so real quickly, um, if you're an agent or if you're just an average, you know, you're not a venture capitalist, you're not a, a insured tech person, um, you're just the, you know, the end user or you're an agent or whatever. Is this something that you can get a lot out of as well? As I'm telling them to come, you know, can they get a lot of out of it as well? So the answer is yes and no. I'll be honest because I'm, I'm, I'm a terrible salesperson. I'd rather talk people out of it. I would. I, I would rather talk people out of it uh, because I need that. I want them to talk themselves into it at the end of the day. Sure. And you yeah. never want to feel sold. What I can say is if you are a one, you know, single shingle, super yeah. local, I don't I, No, It's probably not going to be worth your time you know, this year. You know, there's a, you know, if you don't have other producers, if you don't have a need for a system, if your only thought is I need more leads versus how do I become more efficient? You know, how do I enable, you know, my company to be more efficient? You know, are there better products that I should be using and selling? You know, like what is insurance going to look like? What are the, what is the consumer asking for? Like, if you don't have time to be thinking of those questions and the only thing you can think of is I, I got to keep my people busier. No, I don't think this is it because this is not right. the lead gen show. So you're looking, if you're an agent looking for, you know, efficiency or to speed or to, you know, make things easier, you know, for your, your staff, or you're looking to solve a problem with technology, of some sort, this might be the show for you, but if yeah. not, and, and I think, I think especially you got your feet you, kicked up. No, yeah, no, no. And, and I think if you're really interested in, I get so excited by the products because at the end of the day, yeah. you hear about all these disruptors, they all go to the agent at the end of the day. So like one of the most interesting things here is like all these really interesting products that, all, that you can bring to market for your customers. Like that's part of the cool part. But again, this is not continuing education. This is not right. part of your licensure. Like, you know, 
it, for the average agent, you know, like this is something that it's going to be something that they have to be passionate about and, and want to do. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We got to, we got to wrap up. I, I got so many questions. I didn't even get to ask you. So you'll have to come back again to insurance town. We'd love to have you um, back again. I love um, being in insurance town. It's a great town. Yes, we love having you. Um, so tell me before we wrap up, uh, is there some contact you can give out a way that people can follow up with you? Maybe a website, a, a LinkedIn, Somehow people can get a hold of you if they want to. And get a hold of me any way they want. You know, they're, you know, the hopefully, you know, they'll they'll come to your site, they'll see it, you know, they'll see my name, they'll come hit me up on LinkedIn. You know, it, it is, you know, I J-A-Y at, you know, C-O-N-N-E-C-T-I-V dot com, connective dot com. You know, you can text me 213-675-7388, whatever you need. Uh, you know, like I, I really like being, you know, sort of uh, a, you know, there for people. This is how we got into this business. Why I love insurance. Cause at the end of the day, it is about the people. You're exactly right. Dude. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Had a great time. Time went by way too quick. Uh, enjoy hanging out. Um, enjoy doing what you do. And I will see you in October. Excellent. I will see you in October. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to my episode today with Mr. Jay Weintraub. We had such a great time and a good conversation, and I hope that the content we brought you made you a better insurance professional. Guys, um, I really do appreciate you, my audience, more than you'll ever know. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for all the emails. Continue to do so, Heath, at insurancetownpodcast.com. Go to my website at uh, insurance. Town, insurancetownpodcast.com and uh, subscribe to the newsletter. We're putting out stuff on these episodes. Uh, we've got a lot going on. Also, if you're interested, uh, check the link in the, uh, you know, in the comment section down below or the, the show notes. That's what I'm thinking about. The show notes, you're going to see the link to get a discount uh, to go to Insure Tech Connect. You'll also see links for all my fabulous sponsors. Go check them out. Uh, If you have an idea for your own show, you know, uh, my friend Ryan does a great job at that. Uh, Go to GetReadySetPodcast.com. Check him out on LinkedIn, on social media, all the above. They do such a good job. Ready, Set, Podcast, turning your brilliant idea into a reality. Thanks again, guys. And I'll see you again next week.